Would you like your e-commerce business to be doing 300% growth and hitting seven figures in its third year? Then keep listening. It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello and welcome. It's great to have you here. Now, I love getting to occasionally name check one of our listeners on the show. And another of you has left us a lovely review on uh, Apple Podcasts. So a big thank you to Mar Stevens for leaving this beauty. Chloe is the master. I have been throwing out recommendations for this podcast a lot. The place to be for e-com knowledge, enthusiasm and fun. Thank you for the five stars, Mar Stevens. Now, in this episode, we're continuing last week's beauty theme, but shifting from makeup for older women to skincare for dry, irritated skin. Do not say we do not bring you variety on this podcast. I am chatting to someone who's currently experiencing fast growth, and she's taking us through the nuts and bolts of how she is doing this. We are talking about marketing. We're talking about team structure. We're talking about three PLs. We've got a passing reference to TikTok. There's quite a few tips in the subscription space and some really clever stuff around Facebook ads too. So please listen to the end of the episode so you don't miss out on any of her top tips, frequently described as the best bit of the show and my own take on this episode. Getting an online business off the ground is not easy. So if you find yourself working late, tackling a to-do list that's a mile long with your fifth cup of coffee by your side, remember, great email doesn't have to be complicated. That's what Klaviyo is for. It's the email and SMS platform built to help e-commerce brands earn more money by creating genuine customer relationships. Once you set up a free Klaviyo account, you can start sending beautiful branded messages in minutes, thanks to drag and drop design templates and built-in guidance. And with e-commerce specific recommendations and insights, you can keep growing your business as you go. Get started with a free account at clavio.com forward slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. And now to introduce today's special guest. Sarah Vilensky is the founder and CEO at Blossom Essentials, a line of clean and non-toxic hydration products directly addressing chronic dry and irritated skin problems. Founded in 2020, they sell on Shopify from the USA to the world. They are currently experiencing 300% growth and are on track to hit $1.4 million this year. Hello, Sarah. Hi, Chloe. Thanks so much for having me. It's awesome to have you on and congratulations on your amazing performance. It must feel very good. It certainly does. It's been quite the year for sure. And um, before we get into how you've managed to achieve that, which I'm sure the audience want to know about, how did you end up in the world of e-commerce? Yeah, fantastic question. Um, so I actually have an entrepreneurial background. Uh, I come from a long line of entrepreneurs, if you will. But it Blossom Essentials essentially started out of a need for myself. I do personally have chronic dry skin. It's something I have been dealing with for a very long time. I would often have to 
put on different lotions and creams every few hours. And I would get this very bad burning sensation on my knuckles. Uh, and so the creams would tend to just stop working after a few hours. And so I really wanted to create something that kind of had a deeper hydration level and actually didn't just put a Band-Aid on the problem and got to the root cause. And that's where we uh, created our first product, our Honey Butter, um, which is a multi-purpose product. Uh, it's oil-based, so it really kind of creates a thick layer on your skin to hi highly, excuse me, highly penetrate the top level of your epidermis while also creating a protective barrier so that uh, no new bacteria can get in and no water can get out. And so it really allows it to have a uh, long-term and short-term relief. So what made you, you know, once you discovered the product and, you know, found kind of this, this mission you were going to go on with helping people with dry skin, what made you decide to do it as e-commerce rather than, I don't know, courses and training or a physical store? Why did you, you decide to take the Shopify route? Yeah, um, it all really kind of came from my background. I've always been in the digital space. Uh, after college, I worked in a affiliate network. Um, I've worked as a media buyer. I've kind of always been enveloped in this industry. And so it almost kind of came naturally. I, I wouldn't have thought about any other route, to be honest. And it's it's clearly paying off. So um, 300% growth and you're, you're going to be hitting that solid um, seven-figure sales this year. What do you think's been the heart of why you've grown so, so fast and so successfully? Yeah, that's funny you say fast because to me it feels like it's taken so long. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, it really comes down to your team. I think uh, when we started out a few years ago, uh, it was me and a bunch of contractors and everything was siloed and, you know, the communication was all going through myself and there was a lot that was falling through the cracks. And so this year, at the beginning of the year, I actually pivoted and brought on small equity partners that uh, essentially are, I guess they are an agency, but they are a, or excuse me, they, they bring on a portfolio of brands and they take on equity partnerships um, and then they have a whole team behind them and they have a lot of experience in growing brands. And this has really allowed us to work in much, it's kind of difficult to explain, but they, they do a good job of helping me um, expand initiatives. Originally, they were brought on as media buyers, and that was kind of their sole purpose. Um, but we've actually scaled back a little bit with the um, media buying landscape that it is today. We've decided that it makes more sense to uh, diversify our revenue streams. Uh, so, you know, they are um, really helping with affiliate marketing. They have a, a really good personal network themselves. They help with website optimizations, actually with retail. They handle my Amazon efforts as well now, whereas before we were uh, using a separate agency. Um, and then, of course, all the media buying aspects as well. Uh, funny enough, you know, everybody's jumping on the TikTok bandwagon. And <laughs> I can <laughs> honestly say that that has not worked so well for us. And so, you know, kind of sticking to our roots and, and understanding what works for our demo has really allowed us to scale as well. Okay, I was going to say by media buying, which platforms are you buying on? So I guess TikTok, not so much now. Which ones are you active on? 
Yes. Fantastic question, because <laughs> uh, we did try on TikTok. Sadly, it didn't go even remotely well. But <laughs> but at least, you know, now that's the thing, isn't it? You know, we have to try these things. And, you know, you could have just gone, we'll try and make it work. We'll try and make it work. We'll try and make it work. But actually, sometimes you go, actually, no, let's let's double down on what we know does work and spend our time and money there. Yes, absolutely. And as much as I hate to say this, uh, you know, 85% of our revenue to this day is coming from Facebook and Instagram still, even with the higher acquisition costs. Uh, we really focus more so on, obviously, you know, you probably hear this pretty regularly, but higher LTVs, um, higher average order values, uh, you know, making sure that your customers are staying in, with your store for longer. And so we do have a very rigorous um, email and SMS backend in order to make sure we can eventually make an ROI from them. And I should go back to the, you know, the way in which you've bought and grown this team is quite, I think, quite fascinating, something I think a lot of owners would be reluctant to do to give away equity to unlock a path to growth. But it's, it's clearly paying off for you. Yes. Uh, so I wouldn't recommend going the VC route. Uh, this is very much a different scenario. They you know, we actually we started off as just regular agency style, like I said, just on that media buying side. And then I think we both understood the potential. Uh, and, you know, I wanted to give them an upside for spending so much time and effort on my project um, and helping me grow this brand because we really all do see the long term play here. And it's not just most. Um, you know, focused on that initial front end customer, uh, excuse me, front end uh, customer acquisition. You know, it's not a lot of equity, but it's enough for me to feel confident that I am showing good faith and uh, I truly believe in their um, their capabilities. And, uh, you know, it's it's truly paid off. Um, I'm, I'm happy for once that I was able to give equity to people that weren't just in it to provide money, you know, you know, whether they did or did not. Um, it's more so very much I'm bringing them in to believe in my brand and then also wanting them to, uh, you know, commit and, and spend time in growing it. Very cool. So like a partnership you started and then you've evolved to have that equity stake in it. It's, it's, uh, would, that, would that be a good way to explain it? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Very cool. Well, congrats on on tying your awesome agency marketing partners to you. I think that's very, very, very canny. And what does the rest of your team look like? You know, if the marketing is predominantly being done by your partners, um, what does your fulfillment look like? The customer service side of things? How are you dealing with those elements? So, we use a, a 3PL. Uh, we actually just switched. That was a pretty large project I was working on. Yeah. If you think moving websites is difficult, <laughs> try moving 3PLs. <laughs> it was it was quite the uh, the tedious task. No no joke. But um, thankfully we did it. And actually uh, we switched over from a company that I was actually very happy with. Um, I've had some bad experiences with 3PLs prior to the. The, just the last company I was working with, but uh, the current company I'm working with has a very good relationship with my equity partners. And so um, it, it allows us to kind of have a level of connection to the top that brings us different capabilities than I would, you know, as just a, another drop in the bucket. 
Oh, nice. You've, you've got a route to the owners yeah. <laughs> to get ideas fast-tracked. Exactly. That's a, that's a good reason to switch, I have to say. Because there, there aren't many reasons to leave a good 3PL, but yeah, more be, becoming a more important person in the pile is certainly not a bad one. And you mentioned, you know, you're really focused on the, the lifetime value piece. So you're obviously you're a beauty brand, so it's a product which people use up and have to replenish. So has subscription been a big part of building the LTV? Is that a focus for you? So uh, it wasn't initially because what we had, you know, I, I could say realized or thought or assumed <laughs> probably, uh, you know, assumed is the better option because um, I was wrong. <laughs> By the way, I'm wrong a lot. <laughs> hey, we all are. <laughs> yes, I really want to point that out to, to entrepreneurs just starting out. You will be wrong more often than you are right. And that is completely okay, um, as long as you're willing to, to give it a try. But um, yeah, so we were not a subscription-focused business up until a few months ago, and then we pivoted to focusing on that, and it has been um, quite wonderful for us, actually. Uh, I think at the time, we were making it kind of an afterthought, and we weren't using a proper subscription software uh Ultimately, we are using Prive right now, um, but I did do uh, quite a bit of due diligence on all the different platforms. And there are so many out there that are uh, much more um, capable of a software and have a lot more customizations. How are you spelling Prive? P-R-I-V as in Victor, E. Well, actually how it sounds. That is unusual <laughs> in the e-commerce space. Yes. Cool. So top recommendation there. And is it, do you aim to get a subscription on the first order or a subscription further down the line? Uh, we try to do both. Something that we are making an, initi excuse me, an initiative right now is trying to convert customers that um, have been purchasing from us for a while into subscriptions. Uh, it is still a very difficult game as most people don't like to be locked in, even though we have, you know, all the customizations that everybody else has, the cancel flexibility and whatnot. Uh, it's still that, you know, that initial tug of, will you sign up for a subscription in case you forget it's coming up? We do offer, you know, like three days ahead of time, hey, your subscription is coming up. Do you want to make any changes? Um, but with that said, right now, our biggest initiative is converting them initially. So on that first sale, uh, we're trying to offer free shipping or maybe free shipping on just the first order so that, uh, you know, they're locked in and they already love the product by the time the second one comes around. We're also testing, uh, honestly, we're testing like a million different things, but <laughs> we're testing like 60 days versus 90 days um, because it just takes much longer to get through a jar of honey butter than, you know, a regular skincare company or product. Yeah, I think that's one of the trickiest things to get right in a subscription is the replenishment time span. Yes, it's oh, it's almost impossible. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think it's that, like you were saying earlier, the uh, the flexibility of the subscription program. You want something where someone, you know, they can go and they can amend it from four weeks to six weeks or five weeks or what works for them once they've got used to it, not one that's like, four weeks or eight weeks or 12 weeks. And that's your only options. It's like, it needs to be more adaptable than that. Yes, absolutely. And I think that uh, in this day and age with so many companies trying to push the subscription side of the business, it almost needs to be 
uh, a guarantee that people have that flexibility. I think you also need to be pretty careful with what you offer because you don't want to offer too good of a discount initially or too good of an incentive because then most people will just take it for the initial order and then cancel. So you really want to figure out the sweet spot of what's enough to get them to sign up, but not enough to make them just be in it for the discount. Wise, wise words. Um, and I know you you spend a lot of time listening to your customers to make sure you really understand what they're going on about, don't you? I do, yeah. <laughs> and then what, what's your, your favorite way to listen to the customers? So this is not recommended if you don't have any time on your hands. I typically do it when I do have a smaller to-do list, but Uh, I actually answer our customer service phone calls. Now, if I have one piece of advice as you're growing, do not do the customer service emails by yourself. Outsource that. Um, I use somebody in the Philippines, but she has impeccable English and she uh, does a fantastic job. She works with quite a few brands um, and I can rely on her. I uh, started with her a few months ago and I barely have to answer any questions to this day. And it has truly allowed me to de-stress, if you will, because I have such an emotional attachment to my products and my brand having, you know, everybody's going to have, you know, a thought about your product. And uh, there will always be people that don't like it, no matter how perfect it is to you. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, disconnecting from that is critical if you want to grow. Otherwise, you're just going to like get into a deep depression. But on the other side of things, I do love to answer customer service calls because, Oftentimes, people just really want to talk to you and, and tell you their problems and tell you why they love your products. Actually, we have a lot more people that call about positives than negatives. And so I love hearing it. It also makes me feel really good. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am able to really bring a deeper connection to my customers. Uh, and some of them just give, a, give me a call every once in a while to chit chat. And um, it allows me to learn from them and have a lot of new marketing angles that I never would have thought, it, thought of otherwise. Yeah, I think it's such a crucial thing in, you know, the tail end of 2022, and I'm sure we'll be in 2023, is understanding what your customers care about and working it into your marketing. And, you know, you can do surveys and you can run panel sessions and all the rest of it, or you could just dial into some customer service calls, which is a kind of almost a far more organic and real way of doing it, I think. Um, but whilst we're talking about customers, you're also running a brand ambassador program, which I'm assuming is, I sort of saw it there on the website. I'm assuming that's some kind of um, influencer marketing play. Yes. So we tried the specific influencer route quite a bit and it did not, <laughs> alongside TikTok, it did not go very well for us. So this is more so our customers or people that follow us on Instagram and are just, you know, everyday folks who want to apply and just share the good word about Blossom. And then they can actually receive a 10% discount to provide to their customers. And then also they get a 10% commission on any sales that um, are using their discount code. So I think it just allows us to connect with our audience without having to work with influencers because I do think that market is quite saturated now. And even I personally, and you know, obviously each, um, each their own and everybody has their own opinions on this, but I don't look at influencers and, and buy anything from them. I think that they're all getting paid for it or they're all getting you know free products and it's no longer something that they're actually believe in. And I think the industry has changed quite a bit. And so for us, we'd rather uh, connect with our true audience and people that actually like our products versus 
just, you know, regular old influencers. E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. Do you manage your product data in constantly crashing spreadsheets? Do you regularly lose product data when the spreadsheet gets accidentally overwritten by one of the team? Is keeping track of your product images, including all that lovely UGC, really hard work? Then you need a PIM. And the PIM you need is Plytix. P-L-Y-T-I-X. Voted the number one PIM for SMBs because of the fair price, easy to use interface and unbeatable support. Plytix gives you a single source of truth for all your product data, easily accessed by your whole team. Everything, including written copy, dimensions, photos, videos, PDFs, etc., is all saved in the same place. And auto-updating feeds make keeping your website accurate a breeze. Plytix have a free forever plan, so you can sign up for your free PIM account and get a demo right now at plytix.com forward slash masterplan. That's P-L-Y-T-I-X.com forward slash masterplan. And if you decide to upgrade, e-commerce masterplan listeners get a whopping 50% off their first year. If you're looking to understand business beyond the e-commerce specifics, Business Brain is a podcast definitely worth listening to. Dave Hamilton and Shannon Jean come to you each week to talk through what it takes to successfully run a small business in today's world. They draw on their own experience and chat with other real world folks about real world problems, letting you know not only what it takes to get it done, but that you're not alone in doing it. Business Brain covers topics like action-oriented leadership, hiring your first employee, ADHD and owning a business. Dave, Shannon and the Business Brain community are there to help you. Start engaging and learning with Business Brain at businessbrain.show or wherever you listen to your podcast. That's businessbrain.show. Visit today and if you tell them I sent you, you'll get a free gift of their book, We Love Mistakes. It's time for the top tips round. I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our business to the next level. Not that you haven't already, Sarah, but are you ready for the top tips? Let's do it. (laughs) Okay, the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? Most definitely How to Win Friends and Influence People. Oh, that's a classic, isn't it? It is. It's fantastic. I still read it multiple times or I have read it multiple times. Excuse me. I often think if you did like a family tree of ideas in business books, they would almost all go back to how to win friends and influence people. It's like the ultimate, isn't it? Yes. Um, okay. The traffic top tip, which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? Uh, I definitely want to circle back to the Facebook and Instagram play. Obviously, a lot of people are struggling with it, but I do think um, a lot of it has to do with comment moderation and uh, getting people to engage on your ads. I love that tip. I, I find it so frustrating on those platforms when you see a brand has got a great ad had loads of interaction, but they've not responded to everyone. So do you structure your ads to encourage comments and then manage the comments? 
Oh, yes. I actually do that personally. So I'm in there every single day uh, cleaning it up, making sure there's nothing that's inappropriate uh, and then always commenting, even if somebody just says, you know, I'd love to try this or I love this product. I'll always say something along the lines of we're so happy to hear that. Thanks for sharing or, you know, you can check it out here. I think every comment is so important and it really gets the the conversation going. Uh, and, you know, people want to hear from other people. They don't really care about the ad anymore. It's very much what are other people saying about the product. It's interesting. It's not an angle I ever hear anyone talk about in terms of, you know, the ad algorithm, but it's got to be a factor. Facebook must want to show an ad that's got 20 comments and interaction ahead of one that's got nothing. Oh, absolutely. And we can see a complete difference between new ads that we've just launched and our ones that we've been running for months. Such a drastic difference and in CPMs as well. Excellent. There you go, guys. That's a full on ninja tip there, I reckon. Um, Tool top tip then, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? Yeah, so I can obviously go to the easy ones like Slack. I actually even speak to my manufacturers in Slack. Uh, It's fantastic because everything is very informal and we have conversations literally daily, uh, which is so important for us as we're always trying to grow and and create new products and, you know, issues arise. Uh, And then I would have to say that our Google Drive is critical for us. We have literally hundreds and hundreds of pieces of content and it is so neat and tidy in there. If we had it as a mess, uh, which it used to be, I think for 2021, our initiative was cleaning up Google Drive and making sure that people can find what they're looking for has been very, very pivotal for our growth. And as a bit of a a Google Drive fanatic myself, how have you gone about organizing it? What's your top tip on that? So I break it down by creatives or documents. And then, of course, I have like my legal or I have an entire folder just for bookkeeping uh, reports every month so that we can keep track of that very clearly. But in terms of content itself, I break it down on a product level. I break it down then on a UGC level or uh, just regular snippets or uh, photography. And then I'll do like social media photography versus professional photography. It is so clear cut and the folders are labeled very clearly. So nobody, anybody new, and we often have to share these folders with a lot of new people can navigate it pretty well without needing any, uh, needing to ask any questions. Very nice. Proper folder usage. I like it. I've seen some people try and do it purely with file names, but just, it's just not the same. No, it's not. (laughs) Okay. The growth top tip. If you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1000, what would be your number one tip for them? This was a tough one because I had a few that I was going between, but I have to say that the biggest tip that actually helped myself uh, that my mentor told me was not comparing my growth timeline to anybody else's. You know, I was always going and saying, oh, this brand grew so much quicker. They already hit seven figures and uh, why have I not done it or why are we struggling? But in reality, everybody's timelines are different and we're all selling different things and connecting with our audience differently. And you need to give it the time that it properly needs in order to do so and not rush it. Otherwise you can grow too quickly and you can fail because you're overlooking certain things that should not be overlooked. That is such, such, I think possibly the most brilliant advice we've ever had in that section. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Well, it's just, it's so easy to get hung up on other people's stories. Yes. And And it makes you depressed. (laughs) Well, yes, you, you constantly feel like you're not quite there. And I think actually as your own trajectory shows, you spend what, 
18 months or so really, really slogging it out and getting all the right things in place. And then the growth comes. Exactly. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay, Sarah, before we say goodbye, could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media, please? Yes, absolutely. Our website is tryblossom.com, T-R-Y-B-L-O-S-S-O-M.com. And then our Instagram handle is try underscore blossom. Excellent. Simple as that, everybody. Uh, Sarah, thank you so much for being on the e-commerce master plan podcast today and being so generous sharing your experience with us. This is a tip packed episode. So thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It was great. Well, I can't believe how much advice Sarah managed to give us during that interview. She's like, boom, boom, boom with the tips and the advice. I loved so much of that. I think I think it's a real example of how when you find the right scenario, things just go brilliantly. So you have the fact they were using Recharge. It wasn't the right fit for them. It was too simplistic, not customizable enough. They moved to Prive and suddenly it, it works for their business. The software is the right software for their business and it's taking them to, you know, up to the next level. The three PLs, she's tried various ones. Now she's found one where she's got the ear of the owner. Good decision to move. On the team front, she's outsourced the customer service emails, but she's still involved in the calls because she gets the value and because they make her feel great about the business. And then on the team side, I love the way that she's gone, yeah, I get on with you really well. You are a brilliant marketing team. I want you as part of my business. I want you invested in my success. So, hey, have some equity and let's build this together. And clearly with 300% growth this year, on track to hit that 1.4 million this year, she's clearly doing something right. I think it's been really interesting to watch and see where her brand goes next. And that ninja tip, manage the comments in your Facebook and Instagram ads, everyone. It's not difficult, but it's going to have, as she was saying, a big impact on your clicks and your return on advertising spend. Boom. So much in that episode. Okay. Get your hands on our notes from today's show, including the top tips and links to what we've has been mentioned by heading over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast or use our little director episode links ecmp.info forward slash episode number to go straight to the correct page so you don't miss any of the bits she shared with you today. Once you get to the website, you can also add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the other things I share to help you improve your business. And if you liked this episode, then you can now check out all our beauty episodes at ecmp.info forward slash beauty. That's ecmp as in e-commerce master plan dot info forward slash beauty. Thank you so much for tuning into this and every episode of the e-commerce master plan podcast. I bring you a new interview every week because I want to inspire and help e-commerce business owners to succeed and thrive with their businesses. So if you know someone this show can help, please tell them to listen to the e-commerce master plan podcast. I hope you have a brilliant week and don't forget to keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast. 
If you're marketing an e-commerce brand, you already know that data changes everything. More data means more power. And if your email or SMS tools can't handle all that data, they're probably holding you back. That's where Klaviyo comes in. Its top-notch personalization and segmentation help you send the right message at the right time, guided by unlimited real-time data from your online store and tech stack. Request a demo at klaviyo.com forward slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan.